Hi, and welcome to The Creep End. This is your host, Brittany. This is my co-host and sister, Kaylin, <laughs> who we've established has no idea how to say hello without <laughs> sounding like a creeper coming from around a wall. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, God. Hopefully, after some more episodes, you get better at that. <laughs> Maybe it'll just be my thing. Um, hello. Everybody Everybody has to have a podcast. They need a thing. Mine's going to be the creeper hello. So, <laughs> like, hi, welcome to the creep end where we have the creeper hello. <laughs> oh, shit. All right. Well, today we are bringing you what I think is a fun episode on cryptids and it'll probably be the first of a few episodes on cryptids because there's a lot out there but this week's episode i'm covering mothman and i'm covering bigfoot i feel like these are just everybody's favorite cryptids to talk about besides like the loch ness monster and maybe chupacabra I wanted to do that one. Well, we can do that on our next one. We'll do these every now and then. I feel like they lighten the mood a little. Yeah. Except Mothman's kind of creepy. Kind (laughs) of. Like Bigfoot, yeah. Like that lightens the mood, you know. Yeah, I feel like Bigfoot's just been mutilated in the public eye. So it's hard to like be afraid of Bigfoot. I mean, unless you've seen Bigfoot, then I'm sure it's frightening, but... Which reminds me, I was, um, I think on the interwebs of some sort, and fucking a Bigfoot game for children was, like, popping up and stuff, and I'm like, and this would happen after I did all my fucking research. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because Google knows. But he was, like, a cartoon, I, yeah, a car- like- cartoon, of course, but it was just, like, it was so weird how it was done. It reminded me of, like, in a Goofy movie. Like, that's what uh, he looked like. Wait. The Bigfoot in Goofy movie that sits on top of the car while they're... No, like, no, no, um, no. I do... Like, I know that one, but no, like, they he looked like fucking Max. Like, oh. it was it was really weird. It's weird. But no, I do remember Bigfoot in a Goofy movie. Yeah, so see, Bigfoot's definitely not as creepy. Again, unless you've seen a Bigfoot, then I'm sure it's a whole different story. <laughs> um, Alright, well, shall we dive right in? I realize that I say let's dive in and our podcast is called The Creep End and I totally didn't even mean for that, but now I'm going to say it because now it makes sense. Oh, I thought you did that on purpose. No, I was just saying it. Oh. <laughs> and then well, I put, it works out for us, so. <laughs> I was editing the last couple episodes and I'm like, oh, I did a thing. <laughs> well, hello there. Well, this was a, a nice accident because I totally did not mean for that at all. So now it's my thing. So you have the creepy hello and I have the dive right in. There we go. All right, so, Mr. Mothman. Um, so we're just going to start with the sightings. So the first, like, listed sighting was on November 12th, 1966 in Clendenin, West Virginia. And five grave diggers claimed to see a human-like figure soaring above them in the trees. And then a couple days later, on November 15th, in Point Pleasant, West Virginia, which is where the bulk of the Mothman sightings and lore happened um, back in the 60s, 
um, really just until 67. So really like there was like a hundred sightings just from 66 to December 67. Um, but yeah, so on November 15th in Point Pleasant, uh, two couples were, you know, driving around. Um, there is a, they call it like the, um, it's like the old TNT factory or something. It's like a, it's like a abandoned, um, like, a, oh god, what the fuck am I trying to say here? It's like an abandoned, like, nuclear power plant or, like, a, a, a ba- abandoned munitions mm-hmm. factory or whatever. Um, so they're, like, hanging out, you know, whatever. And they, um, you know, have their headlights on and they see a human-sized creature with wings and red eyes standing in front of the car in the headlights. And they described him as large and gray and with a 10-foot wingspan. And he was flying upward of about 100 miles per hour um, as he was able to keep up with them as they tried to, like, speed away. That's not... So they... Yeah, so they all four go ahead and, like, report to the police and one of the guys was um mentioned saying that he wouldn't have come forward at all if it was only him that had seen it because then he would have been like i'm just seeing shit yeah but because all four of them saw it he was like no i have to come forward we Mm -hmm. all saw the same thing um so sheriff george johnson just thought it was a large heron which is a bird and then a wildlife biologist, Robert L. Smith, believed it to be a sandhill crane, which is nearly as tall as a man with a seven-foot wingspan, and it has, like, red patches of, like, skin mm-hmm. around its eyes. Um, and it's also not native to the area, so had somebody seen it, they wouldn't have, like, readily recognized it. So that could have been what they saw. Yeah. Um, so other sightings and then complaints, um, within about the year that all these were happening as, uh, this guy Newell Partridge claimed to have, to had seen the Mothman and he told the sheriff that its eyes glowed like bicycle reflectors and caused his TV to make buzzing noises. And then he also blamed it on the disappearance of his German shepherd, which is sad. But as far as I know, that's the only dog reported to have been eaten by Mothman. So maybe Mothman is just being wrongfully blamed for the dog, but maybe the German Shepherd was like, this guy's nuts, I'm out of here. <laughs> Dogs <laughs> can tell. Or maybe the dog was like, yeah, the Mothman's here, I'm out of here. I don't know. <laughs> um, so then, uh, also there was sightings of UFOs and, you know, our favorite men in black, um, which always seem to come whenever there's UFOs and aliens around. Um, electricity problems, poltergeists, so stuff like moving around in people's houses, and then bizarre light phenomenon like in the skies. So people, yeah, people were seeing like weird lights and stuff. Um, so they named him Mothman because Batman was popular at the time. And, uh, he had a villain on there named the Killer Moth. So, I guess Batman was taken, so they decided to go with Mothman. I mean, it's better than Birdman, so... <laughs> and then it makes me wonder, which I didn't bother to look up, if it was, like, the Adam West Batman that was on TV at the time. Because that would have, like, that was so cheesy. But yeah. fantastic. I loved Adam West. 
Um, so it'd be funny that they're like, oh, we have this like really creepy creature flying around. But hey, Adam West is Batman on TV, and let's just name him after the Batman show. At least it wasn't after Adam West. <laughs> yeah, they're like, <laughs> Adam West is flying around. <laughs> oh, rest in peace, Adam West. Um, anyway, so many believe that the Mothman was living in the abandoned nuclear power plant. And then they also thought that he was possibly an escaped government experiment. Mm-hmm. So either he was being tested on in the nuclear power plant and he just like stayed and lived there. Or he escaped from somewhere else and was just taking shelter in oh, the power plant. Yeah, I can see that. So either he was like, I don't know. Did Scooby-Doo do a segment <laughs> on the Mothman? Because all I'm picturing right now is them finding the glowing green thing. No, that was the diver. No. Yes. It oh. had like, uh, like I'm picturing no, it that in was my the, head. Oh, well, no, the mummy was the coin. The glow, yeah, it was a glowing green. Guy. Well, he wasn't like glowy, glowy, but he was like a green guy, who like looked like a fucking pterodactyl. I don't think that was supposed to be Mothman. Oh, I mean maybe okay. it was, but but I swear he lived in I like just an abandoned fucking building. Maybe but... it was supposed to be Mothman. I don't know. I'll have to go check that out. Um. So yeah, and then um, a lot. Of the sightings, obviously, were chopped up to people seeing a bird, a giant bird. Um, but a lot of people think that it was just a incident of mass hysteria. So mm-hmm. obviously, maybe the couples, the two couples, saw a sandhill crane. Yeah, and then were like, "Oh shit, we saw this fucking crazy Mothman thing. Mm-hmm. It was chasing us in the car." And then every time something bad happened, everyone was like, oh, it's a fucking Mothman. Because, yeah. you know, they needed something to blame for their dogs going missing and their lights flickering. So it was easier to, you know. And it was like Point Pleasant's a pretty small town. So I would imagine it's pretty easy when news like that. It's like, you know, mm-hmm. you know how small town drama works. Everyone knows fucking everything. So I'm oh, sure it was course. easy to, you know, make it all hella dramatic and be like, oh, the Mothman did it. You yeah. Know? But, um, so the sightings ended after the Silver Bridge collapse on December 15th, 1967, and the, uh, bridge had a faulty eyebar suspension chain and was also poorly maintained, which during a kind of, like, rush hour traffic, mm-hmm. there's a lot of cars on the bridge and eventually it just snapped and sent, uh... 46 people into the Ohio River. Oh, man. And it killed those 40... Well, sent, I think it sent more than 46 people into the river. It killed 46 people, and two of which bodies Aww. were never found. Um, so, yeah. So, after that incident in Point Pleasant, uh, there were really no sightings after that. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, I don't, I don't know what that is. Oh, it looks okay. like the Hulk and the Jolly Green Giant had a weird baby. And she just showed me a photo of the Scooby-Doo villain. And I actually have a, a rational fear of the Jolly Green Giant. Um, I used to... <laughs> we ha- we're going to do some dream segments, and I'll tell you all about my favorite childhood nightmares. And the John- Jolly Green Giant was one of them. <laughs> I'll save that for later, because that one's fucking ridiculous. <laughs> All right. Anyway, so um, 
So yeah, in 1975, John Keel wrote The Mothman Prophecies, which is the book, or the movie is based on Mm -hmm. his book um, pertaining to the incidents. And as far as I'm concerned, from what it sounds like, his book takes some creative uh, turns with the stories. Because he personally believed that the Mothman was an alien. Mm -hmm. And that he was here trying to tell people hey, this bad incident is going to happen. Like, he thought that the Mothman was trying to communicate to people that, hey, there's there's going to be an accident. Yeah. Um, but obviously, uh, you know, the Mothman couldn't just speak English or walk up to the sheriff and be like, hey, bro, your bridge is about to collapse. Or... <laughs> Even if it did walk up and speak English, I'd be like, what the fuck? <laughs> Could you imagine, you know, this, like, giant Mothman? He's like, hey, excuse me, you know, this bridge is about to collapse in a week, so, like, you need to tell somebody. And I'd be <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't sleep ever again. Oh, God. But yeah, so, um, yeah, he just thought that that the sightings were premonitions to the bridge collapse. Um, so, yeah, in 2002, the book was made into the film starring Richard Gere, which I always think of Richard Gere in terms of pretty woman. Mm-hmm. And, like, I kind of need some fan art of, like, Richard Gere putting a necklace on Mothman. Instead of Julia Roberts. If we have any artists out there, somebody please draw this for me. I need it. I want to put it on my wall. I thought you were going to get it tattooed. (laughs) That may be. If it's good enough. Like, hey, Matt, tattoo this on me. Here, you know, we'll just get my. This is for my horror leg. Oh my god. That's actually a really... pretty horrifying, so... It's kind of like it's kind of a good tattoo idea to be honest. So, <laughs> I have a Richard Gere tattoo. <laughs> anyway, so the um the book being made into a movie sparked new interest in the Mothman, and so the town of Point Pleasant really just jumped right in. So the same year, they had the first annual Mothman Festival. Oh hi! And it continues to this day. And it brings in about 10,000 to 12,000 people each year. Um, The town has also a permanent statue uh, in its little town center of the Mothman. But it's like a, uh, it's like a uh, artist's rendition with like, it's kind of like random chunks of metal are sort of welded together. So it's not like a really... like it's it's a creepy statue Mm -hmm. but it's not like a very elaborate like detailed Mm -hmm. statue you know what i mean um and they also have the mothman museum and research center so there you can find newspaper articles police reports eyewitness testimony movie props and merchandise for for mothman (laughs) well and uh you know your girl went and found the um website so i will be ordering myself a mothman hoodie because they have the mothman why doesn't that surprise me (laughs) because i have a hoodie obsession and i love mothman (laughs) uh well they they carry merchandise from um fallout 76 because they featured the uh mothman museum and the mothman as a character in the game of course they do (laughs) so they have in the fallout 76 it said this the cult of mothman and it's like a group of people yeah and so they have the hoodie that says the cult of the mothman and i I really need it um so yeah this year if uh covid doesn't take out another year of fun shit to do 
Mothman Festival is going to be on September 18th and 19th. There will be live bands, guest speakers, cosplay, bus tours, and vendors. <laughs> I really want to see the I, cosplays I of these see, Mothmans. Like, I, I want to see some legit-ass Mothman cosplay. Because, you know, yeah. some people would be like, some people get really, like, they're very creative and they get really yes. intense with cosplay. And I enjoy cosplay. I do, too. I love seeing other people's stuff. I don't have, I'm creative, but not, uh, not in that sense. Like, those people know how to sew. Mm-hmm. And, like, mold that weird foam shit. Like, they, they're, yeah. they're on it. So, yeah, that'd be interesting to see for sure. We'll have our own Mothman cosplay for Halloween or something. <laughs> we'll see which one of us can make the better fucking outfit. I'm just going to roll myself in fur. <laughs> oh, God. So. <laughs> All I'm picturing is you rolling yourself in, like, shaved pubes. Ew. Oh, my God. What is wrong with you? It's disgusting. Yeah, that's why you laugh. Who has, pu- <laughs> who has pubes? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I said shave. Oh my god! Like, like then was that the Jackass movie where they like shaved all their ball hairs and like put it on their beards and mm-hmm. they locked them in the freaking trunk and they like get them out and then yeah, they're like ah ha ha and your beard is pubes and he starts throwing up. It's disgusting. <laughs> Sorry. Oh my god. Anyway, that took a fucking disgusting turn nasty give this fucking bitch one glass of wine all of a sudden talking about fucking pubes (laughs) (laughs) this is what happens when you don't drink (laughs) on the rig so you talk about pubes (laughs) yep good lord and she's never drinking again (laughs) anyway so um mothman stint doesn't just end in point pleasant fortunately or unfortunately however you want to look at it so there's actually other sightings that occurred all over the world, and he was actually supposedly seen before a lot of important big incidents. So supposedly he was seen before the Chernobyl incident in 1986, um, before some apartment bombings in Russia in 1999, supposedly before 9-11. In Freiburg, Germany in 1978, uh, he, there was a mine collapse, and he managed to scare away 21 miners from work. And uh, so they were the ones that reported seeing, you know, seeing him. And they were like, nope, fuck it, we're not going into work. And then the mine collapsed, killing a bunch of people. And then he's also reported to have been seen as early as 1926 in, um, and forgive me, in the Jiantaidam region of China. Um, before a dam collapsed and it killed about 15,000 people. And then um, there's been sightings in Illinois as early as the 1950s. But from 2011 to 2017, 2018, um, there's been 55, like, popular claims that people saw the Mothman in just Chicago. So apparently Chicago's, like, a... Chicago's another Mothman hotspot, but, like, currently. Oh. And then he's also been reported um, to be seen at Lake Michigan. And then also in Muncie. I think Muncie's in Indiana. I don't know. I think so. I only know about Muncie because of Parks and Rec, because that's where um, 
That's where the one guy goes for a vacation every year. Yeah, it is in Indiana. And they're like, really? You go to Muncie? <laughs> um, so anyway, uh, so yeah, there's been a lot of sightings at Lake Michigan um, up to, I think, about 2019. There, there's been a lot recorded. And then a uh, little fun fact, I guess, which I found is that um, the US-35 connects Lake Michigan to Muncie to Point Pleasant and that's the highway that goes over the Silver Bridge. Oh shit. So apparently Mothman just he has a road he really likes and mm. he just stays there, I guess. Do you think he hitchhikes, like dresses up and well, like he can in fly. human human outfits too? Yeah, I mean he can he can fly, so no. Yeah, okay. I mean, with a 10-foot wingspan, I'm sure he can make good time. <laughs> Just Apparently, he can fly 100 miles per hour, so oh. he'll be there in no time. Anyway, so um, there was a man in 2016 in Point Pleasant that was on Route 2 who claims to had have seen the Mothman again, and he actually um, took pictures. Oh. And it looks pretty convincing. Mm-hmm. And he wanted the pictures released. He wanted people like, no, I'm not fucking crazy. Here's the pictures. Yeah. Like, Mothman's still here. Yeah. So, I mean, of course, you know, pictures of Mothman kind of look like a flying squirrel. But as far as I know, I don't think we have flying squirrels. I'm not sure. Um, there there but are it's such also, things of flying squirrels. Yeah, I know. But like... Not like 10 foot tall ones. Well, yeah. But... You know. So, um, I think I can post that picture on our Instagram when we post this. So, hopefully I can post that. And then, uh, so the most recent, like, kind of viral story about Mothman was just in September 2020. And a USPS worker leaving Chicago O'Hare International Airport, again, Chicago, uh, saw something standing at the end of the parking lot where she was parked, and she just thought it was a tall man with a coat. So she gets to her car, and instead of getting into the car and just leaving, which... I don't know if, if, I mean, if I see a strange man just standing somewhere looking like he's wearing a trench coat, like, I'm yeah. out of there. Like, I yeah. get in the car, I lock the door, I'm, I'm gone. Mm-hmm. No, she decided to just open her door and turn on her headlights and look at the strange man. Okay. Which then turns around to look at her with glowing red eyes and flares out its wings and starts chirping and clicking and screeching at her. So... And she still has the door open. She's not in the car yet. What the so fuck? the freaking oh Mothman starts running towards her. Does she duck into the car? So she finally ducks behind her car door because oh, about 10 feet car. away from her car, it takes off into the air. Oh my then God. she gets in the car. Which I'm like, again, maybe it's just from where we are from. When you see a strange man, you just jump in the fucking car. If you see a fucking glowing red eyes thing, like you're not outside the car. If no. you want to explore what something is with the headlights, you get in the car and lock the door first. <laughs> like, so yeah, then she gets in the car and speeds away. And so when she shared the story, they're like, well, what way did it go? And she's like, I don't know. I just got the fuck out of there. It's like, well, you had no problem trying to freaking take a peek before that. You may as well just stayed and waited to I see know. where the hell it And went. if it's this, if it's <laughs> super recent, like she has to have a fucking phone. Well, I mean, I'm assuming she probably got like deer in the headlights. And just stood there like, oh, it's coming toward me. A lot of people freeze. This is true. I this also true. freeze. 
when weird shit when happens. When Mothman comes after yeah, you. Yeah, when Mothman <laughs> comes at me, I freeze. No, when certain things happen, I, I freeze. Yeah. Like, I don't have... I don't have an... Like, it depends, I guess, on the situation. But I also... I don't have an adequate, like, run away or run to help. Fight or flight? Like, instant instinct. Yeah. Sometimes if, like, somebody's, like something's about to happen i'm just like oh like i get stuck so maybe that's what happened to her i don't know yeah but um so that's like the most recent popular sighting that people know about especially just because there's been some other uh shit going on at o'hare um there's been some ufo sightings recently mm-hmm. um apparently like obviously chicago's been a hot spot for mothman for a while um so um a lot of people were talking about this story but i guess one of the most recent um recorded instances of somebody just catching a glimpse was in november 2020 so really just a couple months ago um so yeah that's about it for the sightings of mothman so obviously he's still roaming around it's kind of concerning because if he's they call him the harbinger harbinger i I don't even know if i'm saying that right harbinger Mm -hmm. harbinger i don't know of doom because he supposedly is premonition to bad things happening yeah so it just makes me fucking wonder like if he's at the chicago airport like what the like what the fuck is gonna happen what the fuck is happening yeah i didn't bother to look in to see if there's like any big incidents in chicago um lately but as far as i know there hasn't been yeah i don't know there's still this little concerning hopefully hopefully uh john keel is not correct and mothman just chills sometimes and then just a coincidence that bad things happen like i don't know and he just likes to click at people for fun yeah <laughs> it's screech um so i'm gonna leave you at the end of mothman with a fun fact <laughs> <laughs> so obviously 2020 was a one one hell of a year and um i am the f- first to say however you all look at it is how you all look at it but uh, I minored in history, and I'm a firm believer that in order to get the gist of history, you should go to a museum. Yeah. You should read a book. Yes. You don't need a statue to tell you what history is about, because a plaque on a statue can't tell you the adequate history behind something, like a museum or like a book could. Mm-hmm. That being said, this is fucking hilarious, and I hope it happens. People are petitioning to replace all of the Confederate statues and replace them with a Mothman statue. <laughs> I'm down. And I hope it fucking happens. I'm so down for that. <laughs> like a thousand fucking Mothman statutes all over the South. Uh, or maybe just in West Virginia. I don't know. But it's fantastic. <laughs> and I kind of hope we get like every artist's like separate rendition. Oh, yes. Like. <laughs> yes. <laughs> that would be Because honestly, I mean, come on. It's, it's great. We need it. What? What better than to bring everyone together with with Mothman? (laughs) Mothman statues. Is Mothman problematic? I don't think so. Oh my god. Again, you know, think what you will, but I I think that's a better idea. (laughs) Yes. Oh my god. 
Oh, God. I want a Mothman statue now. Of course you do. I also want a Richard Gere putting the necklace on Mothman <laughs> tattoo. So apparently I got a fucking problem. So, I mean, don't listen to me. <laughs> Obviously. <laughs> I'm mentally ill. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, God. No, I'm serious. If anyone's a good artist, like, please, at any point, approach me with Mothman being... Julia Roberts and Pretty Woman. <laughs> With the red dress and all? Yes! So there's TikToks even where there's like some Mothman okay. sound that people use. I don't fucking know. Okay, well obviously I'm on paranormal TikToks. I'm a fucking weirdo. But there's Mothman TikToks where it's like something that's like, Mothman! And... <laughs> And people do drawings of Mothman with, like, legs in fishnets. <laughs> so it's, like, sexy Mothman. So obviously I'm not oh the only God. fucking weirdo out there okay. wanting to see Mothman in fishnets. <laughs> fishnets and a red dress dancing with Richard Gere. So <laughs> that would have been one hell of a turn in the movie. As <laughs> he meets up with Mothman. <laughs> Y'all, we're one glass of wine in. I hope you guys think this is funny as we do. <laughs> I'm sure you fucking don't. <laughs> it's just ten straight minutes of me giggling. <laughs> ten minutes of me talking about sexy Mothman. Uh, okay, Mothman, I take you seriously. Please um, stay in West Virginia. Thank you for all you do. All right. Anyway. All right. So moving on. <laughs> Hold up. I need a sec. Oh, one and done are over here. Oh. So, I did mine on Bigfoot, everybody's favorite. And up until recently, your girl over here thought that it was only one big foot and not several <laughs> big feet, I guess. <laughs> one, one singular big foot traveling the world. I <laughs> thought that that's what was going on, okay? <laughs> But I guess not. So, hey. <laughs> Shows you where I stand, all right? Bigfoot has a highway. He travels as well. <laughs> I guess I-80 goes through most of the U.S. Yes, it does. <laughs> and then if we're talking about just, like, the fucking West Coast, fucking I-5 or whatever goes right up and down. Sure do. So, you know what? He's probably running alongside the highway like a deer, so nobody fucking knows. He's on all fours. <laughs> it gives a momentum, okay? Um, yeah, no, I think the Bigfoot is a species of multiple big feats. So. Big feats. Big feats. <laughs> Alright, please continue. Alright. So, going back. Legends of human-like creatures are as old as history and they span the globe. But the names that people have for these creatures vary, but are somewhat described the same. They have bipedalism, they are gigantic, their body is covered in hair, mm. and some even believe that they can cause harm. Yeah. I don't know. Bigfoot just always looks sweet to me. Isn't <laughs> sweet Bigfoot? Okay. Um, Native, uh, Native American tradition in Pacific Northwest tells of a giant hair-covered ogre named, and I, I apologize for pronouncing this wrong, Sonakua, Sonakwa, who mm -hmm. steals children and food. 
It's an interesting mix. And this is where it is believed that the legend has started. Uh, Bigfoot's existence is only based on video recordings, audio recordings, photographs, sightings, and of course the large footprint casts. Mm-hmm. Um, Bigfoot is described as six to nine feet covered in black dark brown or dark reddish hair and smells foul his <laughs> footprint is about 24 inches long and his footprints have been seen to have claws making it look like he might come from from part bear <laughs> so like i guess a bear and a human you know oh hey hey tickle, man, tickle. man bear pig <laughs> man bear thing i don't know it just reminds me of fucking chewbacca okay like yeah like, that's all that I picture that's, in my head. Honestly, even though I watch too much paranormal, paranormal TV and I know what Bigfoot supposedly looks like, I always picture fucking Chewbacca. <laughs> <laughs> He's just running around the freaking Pacific Northwest with a blaster <laughs> looking for Han Solo and the Millennium Falcon. Oh my gosh, and my kids think that Ewoks are little baby Chewbaccas, so that's oh all I'm God, picturing is, so you know. <laughs> I know, they're like, it's Chewbacca's babies. Like, yeah, sure. <laughs> they're trying okay they're trying yeah get it right four-year-olds jesus <laughs> so in oregon in 1904 sightings by settlers in the sixes river area were of a hairy wild man in 1924 on mount st helens miners were said to be attacked by giant apes and local Native Americans use this to discuss their knowledge of, again, I apologize, Siatkao Hirsute, or what we would call wild Indians. Okay. In 1958, woodworkers reported seeing creatures and discovered tracks, really bringing rec- recognition to the Bigfoot name. So... The- uh, sorry. <laughs> Don't make fun of me. Your fucking Bigfoot call. <laughs> they have to have a mating call if there's more than one. Oh, God. Yeah, it sure as hell don't sound like that. <laughs> and you would know? I mean, I've seen some TV. Oh, Because yeah. have... TV tells the truth. The who, whole truth. And who, nothing but the truth. Who else but the Bigfoot... <laughs> TV shows are gonna come on TV and talk about Bigfoot. <laughs> I, and it's all speculatory as it is. So if anyone's gonna have the information, I'm gonna trust them. Now, if fucking some random news anchor came on and was like, oh, this is what Bigfoot's mating call sounds like, I probably wouldn't trust that guy. But maybe the guy who's out roughing it in the woods in his tent doing a mating call f- to get a Bigfoot to come out, I might trust that guy. Oh, okay. I watched okay. a show where they literally put on reflective gear. Oh, it was BuzzFeed Unsolved, which is fantastic. Or BuzzFeed Paranormal. And BuzzFeed Unsolved is great, too. Anyways, those guys are great. But they put on reflective gear because, like, <laughs> they didn't want to accidentally get shot by hunters while they were searching for Bigfoot. Okay, I'm going to trust that guy. Oh, okay. I'll let you <laughs> trust that guy. <laughs> the TV lies to you about Bigfoot. I don't think anyone knows the truth about Bigfoot. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> Give me a break. (laughs) Don't cry. Jesus. (laughs) Like I'm getting my formal news from Bigfoot people. (laughs) What's going on in the world? 
well, today we discovered Bigfoot's mating call. (laughs) (laughs) Anyways. Back in 1958, loggers in Northern California discovered extremely large footprints. They sent a letter to Andrew Gonzoli of Humboldt Times, and Gonzoli thought this would, quote, make a good Sunday morning story, end quote. Readers really enjoyed this story, and Gonzoli and another fellow journalist, Betty Allen, published follow-up articles giving the name The Loggers Used Bigfoot. There are various myths of a wild man in Western Canada. It's, uh, oh my god, to sales First Nation. Okay. I, I don't know. I'm sorry. I'm trying to pronounce it. I mean, and then we're, we're pretty white, you guys. Yeah, I'm so sorry. So, you know. I'm embarrassed. I really I am. I mean, you can only expect so much from us, unfortunately. And I'm just kidding. We try really hard to not be those white people this is true anyway um so the first nation have the sasquets which is the supposed (laughs) origin of sasquatch sasquets the sas like the what (laughs) i I spelt it exactly how it it was written (laughs) like like sasquatch and sasquet (laughs) like that's his wife sure (laughs) it's a lady sasquatch um i'm sorry go ahead and this was from Joshua, you know, Blue. And he wrote Bigfoot, The Life and Times of a Legend. Um, going back to our our friends, Gonzoli and Alan. Alan didn't think people believed in Bigfoot. And people were just passing the stories. And as I kept spreading, the TV show Truth or Consequence offered a thousand dollars to prove that he existed. <laughs> That's she it. over here taking my selfies of herself. Sorry, guys. I was doing a boomerang of us recording. Oh God! <laughs> I like how they're like, "Hey, we'll pay a month's rent if you find Bigfoot." Well, I mean, this is like back. I'm assuming back, like in like the 1960s, where a thousand dollars probably covered a little bit more than just somebody's month rent. Oh. I'm hoping so, at least, because I've never heard of Truth and Consequence until now. <laughs> and I, I kind of watch a lot of reality. Is, is the reward still up for being claimed? <laughs> you know what? I'll have to Google that and see. Oh, that's amazing. Uh, when Bigfoot went public in the late 50s, he became a character in magazines for men. <laughs> He wore fishnets. <laughs> what? I'm just kidding about the fishnets. <laughs> what the fuck is magazines for men? <laughs> Why did they... A Bigfoot spread. <laughs> I'm literally envisioning, like, a Playboy book <laughs> with, <God>. like, <laughs> like, they're looking at a half- naked Naked. women and then there's like a bigfoot blurb in the back or something (laughs) oh not like he has like a fucking bikini on no i'm literally just like picturing like because that's what i'm picturing is bigfoot in a bikini i mean maybe that too but i'm literally picturing like oh and in other news in case you were wondering here's our weekly bigfoot fucking blurb (laughs) (laughs) what the 
Magazines for men. Okay. All right. <laughs> and cheap trade paper bu- paperback novels. Oh, okay. Only men he like magazines. He was always described as a he, never a she, always a him or a he. Um, well, Sasquatch. Dude, shut up. I'm sorry. He was described as primal and dangerous, and he lurked in modern wilderness. (laughs) I'm just (laughs) picturing him popping out from behind trees. Hello. (laughs) Well, I mean, he wouldn't say hello, but... I know. Uh, In the 70s, pseudo-documentaries investigated his existence and portrayed him as a sexual predator. Oh. Oh. Yeah, that well, was probably because of the magazines for men. <laughs> yeah, maybe. <laughs> he got a bad rap. <laughs> but oh, in okay. the 80s, he was he his his softer side was portrayed. Oh, they really <laughs> involving environmentalism and he became a symbol to preserving the wilderness. <laughs> Only you can oh. prevent Bigfoot from being found. And in 1987, in the movie Harry and the Hendersons, Bigfoot is friendly and misunderstood and in need of protection from John Lithgow and his family. He's being protected from John Lithgow? Yes, so I guess John Lithgow is like about to come after this guy and fuck him up. I don't. I've not seen that movie. I have not seen very it long, long time. <laughs> never I just seen know it. like what he looks like. Of course you do. Interesting. All right. All right, John. Um, we'll see you. In 1967, Roger Patterson and Bob Gimlin went to search for Bigfoot by where the loggers had seen him back in uh, 1958, and this is in. Bluff Creek, they found a creature walking through a clearing, and they managed to capture a film of said creature, which was hard to interpret, but what was seen was like any animal to inhabit the region. And from the clip that they had, they couldn't pull it up well enough to like really like get it clear enough to see exactly what they thought that they were seeing. So they they thought it looked like it could be any of the animals that inhabit the region. Is that no, what you're like it wasn't any oh, of the animals. Okay, sorry. Sorry, I no, I didn't I enunciate. Don't, I, mean, I don't know. I also, who knows? One glass of wine, I had a beer at lunch with Shelby. So, <laughs> I'm coming off of fucking being up since five o'clock. So you know, hey. Uh, people claim to have seen these humanoids cross roads striding through forests and digging and eating ground squirrels. Oh. Yeah. I'm like, okay, so he's not an herbivore. He's definitely an omnivore. Uh, Bigfoot has really made a name for himself through occupational culture of loggers, serious stories, jokes, sculptures, and playful pranks. In 1970, Peter Byrne established the Bigfoot Information Center at the the Dales, which is a city in Oregon. Cool. We should have definitely checked that out when we went through there. Oh, we can always go back. We also didn't make it to Forks, and we really missed out. Yeah, I'm really sad about that. Especially because I think the last Twilight had just come out a year earlier, so we would have been like... Right, it would have been right on time. Yeah. Although, it's made a comeback thanks to TikTok, so. Mm Mm-hmm. Anyways. We'll we'll, we'll probably find Bigfoot and Forks, too. 
There we go. Bigfoot and vampires and werewolves. Oh, They're my. hanging out. <laughs> uh, Bigfoot has devolved into sports mascots, child entertainment, reality shows, playfully promoted into legislation and celebrations. In Oregon and Washington, they have proposed bills to protect the creatures from hunters, and they have also become the official state mascots. For example, Harrison Bigfoot is for Washington Centennial in 
<laughs> I just made sure I went because I knew I, I just made sure go I again. <laughs> but yeah, so they have like a picture of Josh Gates holding up the big ass cast of the foot, and I was like, "Hey, I know that guy." <laughs> what Bigfoot? Yeah. <laughs> At this point, I'm the only person that's seen it. <laughs> In Forks, Washington. We didn't go to Forks. I, I know, guarantee I that's where he's at. Really and everyone's too busy looking for Edward Cullen that he's just slipping right under the radar. <laughs> you know what? That might be it. <laughs> Is that it? Yep, that's oh. all I really have on Bigfoot. Like I said, more of like the recent sightings usually don't get recorded because he's been so downplayed that like it's just kind of a a whatever to There's, some people. Yeah. That's true. A lot, like you said, it's it's more fun. Mm-hmm. Like we said, that's why we did this episode. Except, I think Mothman's fun, but I think I'm alone there. <laughs> Not if you're watching Mothman TikToks. <laughs> Mothman. Um, there's also another show that I watch, in case y'all are interested. It's a Paranormal Caught on Tape, and I think it's on Discovery or Travel Channel. Um, but it's like recent videos. Mm. of like creepy things caught so like anything from like ghostly stuff to Mm -hmm. weird creatures like and there are a couple supposed bigfoot sightings on there yeah and uh i mean i don't know what else it would be because one one guy was taking a video and it was like really far away but you could tell this creature it was like really dark Mm -hmm. you know almost like black against snow and it was giant walking from a long ways away. And the guy was speculating yeah. by the distance that he had to have been at least eight or nine feet tall. Yeah. Um, to be, mm-hmm. you know, like looking that big from that far away. Well, and then there was another one where these people are like in a field and there's like, you know, trees and mm-hmm. stuff. They have like a farming field and there's a wooded area. And um, they had been saying like, no, there's a there's a Bigfoot out here. Yeah. And then you can't see it, of course. The video's shaky because somebody's, like, literally running with their phone camera. Um, but you see this gigantic hairy mm-hmm. thing. And then they're like, hey. And it looks and it starts booking it toward them. And then they take off running. Oh, but God. you see it. I mean, it, at least they ran instead of just sat there, you know. Yeah, with their, their car door, car door open. open. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, so, I yeah. guess I look at it like this. Like, I do believe that there is big feet <laughs> out there just, just because of evolution like like i said earlier like if his cl- if his feet have claws on it it could be a potential evolution of a bear yeah you know like we came from i believe we came from chimpanzees you well, all can believe what you want we came from a common ancestor well yeah a common so ancestor but when the speciation split off one speciation turned into what are nowadays chimpanzees and the mm-hmm. other speciation is what turned into humans eventually and that's what i believe and they actually have found <laughs> evidence that chimpanzees are um going into the tool making age i don't know what oh are they age that is but yeah. they're starting to make tools i to took get anthropology like just well, a I few mean, years ago yeah so well this is this is a really recent discovery because mm-hmm. like people that are in the wild monitoring yeah. wild chimpanzees yeah. are finding that they're they're doing more tools to get food so mm-hmm. like using their sticks in very manipulative ways and making like you know mm-hmm. making tools to dig out ant hills and all that kind of stuff so um that's exciting they'll 
be human awaited another you know hundreds of thousands of years yeah <laughs> But, but I, I, mean, I do believe possible. that that's like a process of and how much... bear evolution is creating Bigfoot, but because he's still technically like an animal or a creature, like, of course, he's going to be timid and scared and not come forward. Yeah. Like, hi, guys, I'm Bigfoot. Uh, yeah, I think I, he could definitely be a speciation of some other animal, especially because... Um, I remember reading something, but I don't know how true it is, that there's actually a lot of the wooded area in the United States that we've we've not explored. Oh, I believe it. So there's a possibility for all sorts of weird creatures to exist. That, mm-hmm. It's like the ocean. We haven't explored... We've actually explored more of space than the ocean at this point. Yeah. So it's like... We haven't even... Haven't we only explored, like, 30% of the ocean? No. It's, like, maybe 10 at this point. Oh. It's, like, 7 to 10%. Oh, it's, like, I knew it was some low number. I was yeah. just, you know, giving them a little... <laughs> no, that, yeah, that's high. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I mean, like, there's, like, really dense, like, wooded areas that nobody's even bothered to explore because it's hard to. So, who knows? Maybe all sorts of shit happening in there. So... Let's see what nerdy shit are we talking about lately. I can't really make it through Twilight, and I don't remember if I've mentioned this already. I, I literally read a page and fall asleep. So I that's how I know I am not 17 anymore, is I am not eating this shit up anymore. And I'm really going to have to read some Anne Rice freaking vampires after this, because boy, is this dry. Um... I am not caught up on WandaVision. And Neither am I. Pretty intense. I. So you know how like they're like, I they think... say that like when you have anxiety and stuff uh, like mm-hmm. it's yeah. really hard to like finish something or watch something where you don't know what's gonna happen. This is where I'm at. So I've yep. perp- like subconsciously, purposefully like stopped watching, even though I want to. But it's because it's coming to the season end. Yeah. That I can't watch the last few episodes. Like, I I just, I physically can't do it. Yeah, I think I'm two behind, which I think are the last two. So, I'll catch up. I mean, I definitely, I definitely hear you. I mean, I, like, muscled through Mandalorian that when it was the last episode, I was, like, really sad. And then I just... I still haven't watched that. You're missing out. I know, I know. But... Freaking Pedro Pascal is just... (laughs) Oh my god. Guess what I made Rowan watch? What? Brandy Cinderella. Oh my god. Of course. And guess who loved it and watched it four more times? I've watched it about four times now. It's like so comforting because it literally just like takes me back to being a wee little babe. (laughs) And it's just like, I still knew all the songs. Yeah. And freaking Whitney Houston was just fantastic. Oh, yes. Such a fucking shame. That woman was great. And Brandy's just adorable. Mm-hmm. And she's so cute in that movie. Cause she's just so young and adorable. I was, like, looking through all the old VHSs that Grandma Wanda had given us before they moved. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I only kept a few. Like, like three or four well, of yeah, them. Well, yeah, how the hell are you gonna... Well, you know, because... You know, Uncle Brian's house. Oh. You know. <laughs> the only VHS yeah. in existence. Exactly. Still. 
So I kept, and one of them was the brandy version of Cinderella. Oh, nice. So I have that fucking gem sitting in my closet, and I oh. will be buried with that. <laughs> like, that ain't going nowhere. Cremate me with this. No, that f- whole cast is just amazing like jason alexander like i forgot how much he was in stuff back then oh and not yeah just seinfeld or whatever mm-hmm. like and then we'll be- victor garber yeah my main victor man garber, which every time i look at him i either see daddy warbucks daddy warbucks or the freaking titanic sinking so there's no in between for that man <laughs> um but and what yeah whoopi goldberg, Whoopi goldberg mm-hmm. is great she, it makes me want to go watch Sister Act. Yeah. Because she, she's awesome. I just, I just love her. Yeah, it's a fantastic cast. And I just remember thinking that, what's his name? Prince, what they name him in the movie? Christopher? Christopher oh Rupert? Yeah, I should know. I just watched it like fucking four times. Yeah, but he has like 16 other names. Too. Yeah, that's fine. Okay. Christopher Rupert. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> like... I just thought he was so handsome. Oh, yes. Holy moly. Even as an adult, I still think he's handsome. And then I'm like, where? I haven't looked it up. I'm sure he might have been in other things because they were like introducing him in this movie. Yeah, no, he has been in other things. I'm like, what? I think it was more like TV shows and stuff. Well, yeah, I'm sure. But I, uh, you know, me and my IMDB and shit, like I have to. Oh, good. Yeah, I like was just like, dang, they, like, introduced him, and I feel like I never saw him again. And I just remember thinking he was so cute. He aged, like, fine wine. Oh, that's nice. In my opinion. You know, most people do. So. Nice. All right, well, I guess we will wrap this up. Um, You can follow us on Instagram at Pod. We have a Facebook page, which is the Creep End Podcast. We are available still only on Spotify and Apple, uh, which I think Apple is having an issue with letting people subscribe, but you can listen. I'm not too sure what that's about. Um, Yeah, if you want to share some of your stories with us and it's not something that you would probably need to do a whole guest spot for because you have too many millie <laughs> then <laughs> that girl <laughs> we might have to let my brother's girlfriend guest spot because she is just chock full of creepy stories and i think it'd just be better to let her have her own episode <laughs> just the millie episode <laughs> <laughs> we'll just give her the mic. We'll we'll take the day off. No, and some of they're really really interesting and really really creepy. And her family is like all about the paranormal, kind of like we are. So we are definitely birds of a feather there. But um, yeah, if you have stories or anything you want to share with us, or any suggestion on topics or whatever, you know, all five of you that listen, yeah, give us a email. And I'm pretty sure all five of you that listen probably have my number. So text me. <laughs> You can text me, too. So it's most likely just my family. Um, it's us. <laughs> We're two of the five listens. Shouldn't have said anything. I'm just kidding. No, I listen to edit, and then I let it fly into the world. I'm so. pulling an Adam driver, and to this day, I have not heard one of them, because I have this 
horrid, horrid thing about not wanting to hear my voice. You know, and that's okay. I feel like I hear it when I edit, and that's enough. I think the first episode after you were like, you don't sound like a man, and I was like, we're good then. (laughs) We're golden. (laughs) You don't sound like a dude. We're good. (laughs) Oh, God. All right, guys. Well, that's it for today. Tune in next week. We'll see you then. Bye. Bye. (laughs) Creep.